Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. All right. And hello. Welcome to episode 21. So I'm sitting here in my apartment. Whenever I have to do a podcast now in this apartment building, I've turned my heat off because it's really loud and it buzzes. So I am using this rainbow blanket. My friend got me last year when I was sick and I haven't used it yet because I really like how blankets and clothing fits the first time. And I'm like nervous to use it and then have to wash it because it's never going to be the soft again. So I just want to point it out. I also, the friend that got me this blanket, she is prone to literally washing her clothing when she buys it. She will not wear clothes before she washes them. And it really bugs me because it's like, girl, you ne- that's never going to fit as good as it would have if you wouldn't have washed it. So just a bugaboo of mine. But today um, we're going to add on to episode 15. I don't know if you've listened to 15 yet, but that's the episode on making decisions. And today we're going to focus on how to love whatever decision you make. So remember, in episode 15, I touched on that whatever decision you make is the right decision because it's the one that you made. So like, if you actually adopt that belief, imagine how much easier your life would be. And today, we're going to talk about no matter what decision you make, you can find ways to deliberately choose thoughts and beliefs that support the decision so that you can love it no matter what the outcome is. What? doesn't matter what the outcome is. You can love any decision you make. Uh, and before I go into examples and how you can do this, I wanted to say the reason that you should always choose to love your decisions is because there's no downside to that. Even if it's a decision that you wouldn't make again, instead of regretting it, just be thankful that you made that decision in the first place so that now you know you wouldn't make that choice again. Like every single decision you can learn from, and that makes it a valuable thing, not something to regret or beat yourself up over. Well, that's the episode. Have a good day, guys. Okay. So really though, I have some stories. So one of the times where I had to coach myself through a decision I made was I said something kind of egregious about using uh, anxiety medication on a TikTok, and I got banned. So just as a quick backstory, there's nothing wrong with medication whatsoever. Like obviously there's a time and a place for it, but I think that in my experience working in the psych hospital, um, and spending a lot of time around people with mental health issues, I think that we're a little bit quick to give medication sometimes in this country. And I think that sometimes medication is given in times where it might be more effective to try therapy or something first, because remember, like you want to get to the root of your issue. You don't want to be medicating over an emotional issue if you need to deal with it with therapy or with coaching. Um, so again, I'd never recommend you go to a coach that isn't licensed in mental health services to get mental health care or obviously give you any advice about medication, but that's just my personal belief. And I said something on TikTok one day about it and they banned me. And instead of sitting in the island of misery and being all beating myself up and regretting all my decisions, I just said, I sat down with myself. I said, this is the consequence of my decision. And now I'm going to find evidence why I'm thankful that I made that choice instead of beating myself up. And what I came to, to realize is that I don't actually have to talk about any other kind of treatment in mental health or any other kind of program. All I have to do is just show reasons why mine is so good. And if I would have never made comments about medication, then I wouldn't have learned that I don't need to actually talk about anything else to show how good coaching is. So that was a really good, valuable lesson. And I could have in the past beat myself up for a really long time, worried about it, went and ate a bunch of food when I was thinking about it, like went and drank alcohol that weekend because I felt like an idiot. But I chose not to do that because there was no upside to doing those things. And there was a lot of upside for me to instead take a step back and rationally figure out how it was a good thing that I had made that decision, what I could actually take out of it that was beneficial. 
All right. And then the next part of this decision episode is making sure that whatever choice you make, you can literally find evidence. You can just choose whatever you want to believe about it and find evidence to support your belief. And remember, our brain, just think of it as a really simple computer. I'm going to say this so many times throughout this podcast. And if you're one of my coaching clients, you're probably like blue in the face after hearing me say this all the time. But you get to choose whatever you want to believe. And just think of your mind as a very, very simple computer. You give it inputs, which are your thoughts, and it gives you outputs, which is proof for those thoughts. So when you actually understand that you can choose whatever you want to think and believe, then you can control your outputs. And you can find evidence to prove those beliefs right. And that's what changes your results. And I'm really guilty for being someone like, I. oh my gosh, I've done this so many times in my life where I have wanted to make a big decision and I would spend like hours on YouTube looking up the pros and the cons. And like I did this with, when I moved to Spain, I did this, like what's the pros and cons of Barcelona and la 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 and like all this, you know, nonsense that didn't help. It just clouded my judgment. And I used to think that's how you should make decisions, right? You should find as much proof that it's going to be a right decision. You should rationalize through it and then you should make the decision. But now I actually think it's the complete opposite. You should still find proof, right? And have a reason for doing it and like your reason before you decide to do something. But no matter what decision you make, you can find the pros and the cons and you can just choose to focus on the pros. Choosing to focus on what you learn from making a decision as opposed to beating yourself up for making a decision that you wouldn't make again. And if you really look at how you live your life, it's so funny because typically you have the right answer within like five minutes of trying to figure out a problem. But then you spend like a year or two years or a month like second guessing that answer And then eventually you make the same decision you were going to make anyways later, but it just takes a lot longer or you miss out on the decision that you would have made. And I actually just did this with a couch like literally yesterday. So I'm getting a couch for my apartment and there's like four options of what I wanted. And instead of like just texting the guy and saying, Hey, I'll pay you and just paying him for it. And then going and picking it up. I knew what couch I wanted. It was a double set of gray couches, really cute. Um, they would have fit perfectly in the apartment and I hesitated. So I texted three people and said, Hey, um, how wide are they? And like, what would you negotiate on the price? Like, even though I didn't care about the price that much and I don't need to know how wide they are, like it'll fit. And I ended up losing the couch. So he's like, someone came and already gave me money for it. I'm like, crap. Cause I could have just had that. I knew I wanted that couch. The other two, I was just kind of like fishing around for no reason. And I'm like, why did I do that? Like, so I knew what decision I wanted. I didn't trust myself. And then I ended up literally losing the decision. So you don't want to do that all the time in your life. And you want to be able to be in control of your decisions and you want to be able to trust yourself and know that you're making the right decision and like your reason, and then just make the decision. All right, so this is kind of a fun example I use of finding proof for my decision on either side. So I want to show you that literally with any choice you've made in the past, you can find a reason to love it or hate it just as easily. And before I do this exercise, I'm gonna do it with um, living in Barcelona, but before I do this exercise, I wanna just give you an option to do this yourself too. Grab a piece of paper and write, I love my job on one side, or I love my marriage or I love the apartment I'm in or whatever decision you've made in the past that you're kind of faltering on um, or that you might regret, write that on the top piece of paper. I love this decision because, and on the back, write, I hate this decision because, and you're going to see, like, give yourself about five to 10 minutes on each side. And you're going to see that you can find proof for either one. So why not just choose to focus on the positive? So here's my example with Spain. So I moved to Barcelona for a year in 2019. I had been playing with the idea for a while. And one day out of like a cold sweat at like three in the morning, I just woke up and just bought a plane ticket to Barcelona. Cause I'm like, I'm done playing in this land of whatever. I was looking at so many videos. I'm like, what's the pros and cons of Spain and asking people and like trying to figure out going. So the groups and stuff and ask about all the positives and negatives. And it's like, this is silly. So I just bought it and did it. So I lived in Barcelona for pretty much all of 2019. And here's a list of all the reasons why I hate Barcelona. <laughs> so I hate Barcelona because of the weather. It's like 105 degrees, very humid there in the summer. Um, I hate Barcelona because I didn't have air conditioning 
in my apartment. So I remember just like literally having the windows open and no breeze because it was like in the middle of the city. Um, so no breeze would roll and it'd just be like stagnant hot air. I had no dryer or dishwasher. That's why I didn't like Barcelona. Uh, it was far away from my family. It was a different culture and I didn't always resonate with all the jokes in the, you know, the culture there. So it was kind of strange at times and I felt kind of out of place. And there were cockroaches. So that's all the reasons I hate Barcelona. And now I'm going to flip the paper over. And we're going to talk about all the reasons why I love Barcelona. And it's going to be funny because the list is like very similar, right? So I love Barcelona because of the weather. I love that it's hot and I don't mind the humidity and it's perfect. And it's like, I don't even care if I'm hot. I'd rather be hot than cold. I'm literally wearing a blanket right now and it's 40 degrees. And my apartment has like, it's like 70 degrees in my apartment. I'm still wearing a blanket. I hate being cold. I like Barcelona because there was an ocean on one side and there's mountains on the other. And that was so cool. And it was just so cool to have that dynamic. Um, I like Barcelona because something called fuete. Fuete is a dried cured meat that is amazing. And I'm going to Spain in May and I'm just going to eat like 15 sticks of that damn thing because I love fuete and I can't find it in the US. I love Spain because of the food markets. If you've ever been to Europe or like Spain, Italy, in particular Germany or France and gone into a food market, it's literally life changing. <laughs> like it doesn't compare. There's literally, I'm a huge uh, meat and cheese guy because I'm Italian and olives. And um, there's literally a wall in the grocery stores. You walk in and there's an entire wall, like 50 feet long with different types of cured meats. And, and they're all like affordable, by the way, like it doesn't even make sense. There's some that are really expensive, but like the vast majority, like 90% of them are just extremely affordable and amazing. And you can get like different cheeses and like the food is all so fresh. The vegetables over there, you guys, if you have never seen, like I went, I used to make red peppers all the time in Spain, like just red bell peppers. Right. But they're literally like the size of your foot. They're like 12, 13 inches long and just huge. I've never seen a pepper like that in my life. I used to love them. They were so fresh. They're so juicy. The vegetables there are just like, they're natural. I feel they're like not, I don't know if GMO is a thing here or whatever, but they're, they're just like, they seem healthier. I don't know. Like, how can I explain it? The water there is like different tasting. It didn't dry out my skin. Like I, my acne was going away. I had like health issues that were subsiding when I was in Spain. It was just amazing. So the food there, food markets, oh my God. And there's one called El Mercado. It's in La Rambla. If you go like, it's, I know I did it with the accent, right? It's annoying. Um, but I had to, it's in La Rambla, but um, there's a street in Barcelona. That's what's called La Rambla. If you have to say, it's like R A M B L E something like that. And there's a market called El Mercado. It's very expensive, but just walking around there, I was like a kid in a candy shop. It's like, everything is fresh in there and there's fruits and vegetables. It's so colorful. I loved Spain for that. The people. So I know it's so funny. I said that one of the cons was that I was far away from my family, but in Spain, it's like I almost made a new family. So I'm going in May again to see my, the, the city. And I want to be a part of Barcelona again for a couple of days. Cause it really is like a second home to me. And I am going to see my Barcelona family. I'm so excited. There's like seven or eight of us and we're all going to hang out and spend three days together. And it's just amazing. I'm so excited. Um, Spanish and the culture. So I actually liked the culture difference over there. There were times where it could have been a con because I didn't really feel like I fit in, but overall I love being a part of a different culture. It's so exciting. And then finally, there was no dryer. And it's awesome because I put the no dryer on the con list, but I also want to put it on the pro list because I could see it both ways. When I didn't have a dryer in Spain, my clothing lasted like way longer. I remember going to Spain with all these t-shirts and I left Spain with the same t-shirts. And then when I went home within a month of using the dryer, they had all gotten weird sizes and they were just warped and nasty. And so like my clothes lasted so much longer over there. I used to be able to hang dry my clothes out of my balcony. It was just like... It was a fun part of my experience there. And honestly, even in this apartment now, I'm hesitant to use the dryer because my clothes, it beats them up so bad that I almost just want to get one of the drying racks, kind of relive my Spain days. 
So like, I really want to show you, you can choose to find the good and bad in everything. There's a thousand things I could find. Like there's cockroaches in Spain. I don't know if I said that, like, that's gross. <laughs> I don't really have those in Michigan. There's like a thousand things that I could have found to talk bad about Spain. And then remember that decision is a bad decision or a poor decision that I didn't enjoy making. Or I could find all the beautiful reasons why that was the exact right decision and why I was in the exact right spot in my life there at the exact right time. And I want to offer when you do this, when you actually intentionally decide what to believe about what you choose to do in life, then you create lives that are better for yourself and the people around you. Like everyone's life gets better because you intentionally decide to see the benefits in every decision you make or see why it's so perfect for you. And now that I've switched over to doing coaching specifically on the the meaningful income as opposed to doing more generalized coaching, the biggest question I get is how could you possibly help someone find their passion? And I'm like, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just helping them find something they enjoy and then, you know, giving them the tools to learn how to love that decision, regardless of what happens or what the outcome is. And that's amazing, right? And from doing that, then anything gets to become your passion. Yeah, there's still things obviously that you don't want to do and things that would be better fits, but you can at least choose to believe that your choice is the best one for you. And from that place, it actually becomes the best choice for you. And I've done this with life coaching too, because there's many times in my life where I faltered in what I wanted to do to make money. And that's why I created this program, by the way. But I don't know if you guys remember, if you've listened to some of the first episodes, I've had anywhere from 20 to 25 different jobs in different fields, trying to figure out like, what is the quote unquote, best passionate thing for me. And instead of doing that, I did a bunch of soul searching and emotional stuff. And I know that I have certain gifts and things I do enjoy in my life. The life coaching, I've just sold myself that it's the best decision for me. I probably could have done this with acting. I probably could have done it with cooking and owning a restaurant or being a different kind of entrepreneur, but I deliberately chose life coaching. And for the last two years, I fortified this belief by just choosing thoughts that fortify it. And I really have done that. Again, there's probably different things. Like I thought about being a therapist. I probably could have gone into that and still kind of done similar stuff what I'm doing now, but I've chosen this and now I'm choosing to believe this is the best choice for me. And actually, as of today, I I sincerely do believe this is the best choice for me, but not just because it's like the passion that fell out of the sky and an angel handed down my scroll that said life coaching on it. It's because I've chosen to make this the best option for me. And now it actually has become the best option for me. It's really cool stuff. And then finally, I want to give you guys one more example of my life because I think this is one that a lot of us can resonate with. Over the last, I would say two to four months, I've been looking for places to live and I was trying to pick Austin, Texas or at home and I was making a decision, right? And it was the same kind of garbage thoughts. Like, I don't know what to do, blah, 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 like blocking myself from my insight. And I decided that I'm just going to live five miles from home and I'm going to spend the year building my business from an apartment building that's like in an area I'm familiar with. And there's so much drama I could have had over this decision. There really is. And my mind so much wanted to give me drama over it. And I didn't do that. Instead, what I did is I went home. I looked at the map of apartments. I picked out the specific two that I wanted. And then I said, this decision is made. I literally said it out loud. This decision is made. There's no more, like, I'm not leaving it up to judgment or anything like that or criticism. It's made. When one of these two opens, I'm doing it. The very next day, the one opened. And now instead of, cause I could find evidence for why I shouldn't be here, why I should be somewhere else more exciting in the coaching industry and all this stuff. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm deliberately being a life coach about it and not doing that. And instead I'm deliberately finding evidence for why this is the perfect spot for me to be for the next year on this lease. And I have 10 reasons, right? This is a corner apartment. It's the top floor. It faces the woods. I have a perfect spot for my office. I'm close to my friends, my family, my support group. I'm going to be able to save some money as opposed to living somewhere more expensive. I love having my own kitchen. 
it's the perfect setting for me to own a coaching business. Like I'm just choosing these thoughts, right? You could choose anything. I really could find 10 things about my kitchen I freaking hate. Like the cabinets are hideous, but I don't, I'm not going to do that, right? These are the perfect cabinets for me right now for this year. And then I'm going to find evidence to prove it. Why are these perfect? Because I'm never going to waste time staring at those cabinets and thinking about how pretty they are when I could be sitting here doing my work. <laughs> they're not going to distract me because they're so ugly. <laughs> it's so funny, right? And also from living in this apartment, I'm going to know that when I get a house or a condo or whatever it is, I'm never going to get those damn cabinets again. <laughs> so now I learned, right? And that's why it's the perfect cabinets for me to have in this apartment. They're not going to distract me. I'm going to learn not to have them again. And it's perfect. So I really want you guys to consider like, this is such a good practice to get into. Look at all the big decisions you've made in your life. Just choose one and then spend 10 minutes writing down all the reasons why that was the exact perfect decision to make. It'll change everything. It'll change the way you see your entire life. It'll change the way you make any decision in the future. And it's going to change the way that you feel about making income because you know that there's not one right choice. There's only a choice that you make right. Great, guys. What a fantastic episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make the damn decision. Pick one and then find evidence to prove it right. And it's a really good practice to get into. All right, guys. Have a fantastic week. I'm going to go turn my damn heat back on. <laughs>